Hi, my name is Nita Khan. I am the MC Advocates podcast editor, and I am so excited to welcome you to the fourth episode of our third season here at the Advocate Podcast. Today, we will be talking about rejection. It's a tough topic to approach, but one I think is so important, especially because as college students, we're entering a world where we now need to put ourselves out there, and that comes with the risk of rejection. I created this episode to share my emotional first aid toolkit for what I do after immediately receiving a rejection. But I am still curious about how other people approach this topic, so if you have anything to add, please feel free to share. But without further ado, here is the episode. Thank you. Thank you for applying. When I tell you that those words in the subject line of an email make my stomach do a tailspin, I wish I was exaggerating. Because once you get enough of these emails, you don't even have to open them to know that your internship, scholarship, university application got rejected. Now, before I continue, I think it's important that I give a disclaimer that, oh my god, I know that this is such a privilege to be sad about. With wars, famines, and global warming, this is truly a regular kind of sadness. It's also one of the oldest sources of sadness. Our fear of rejection can be assumed to stem from a biological understanding of what it could mean for our survival. Theories of evolutionary biology state that expulsion from a group could expose an individual to many threats. You don't have somebody to watch your six or help you forage for berries or catch fish. And that cooperation is seen as one of the keys to our species' enduring survival, so it is understandable for us to register that feeling of rejection as almost physical pain. In fact, an fMRI study at the University of California, Los Angeles, found that the same brain region that is activated when you experience physical pain is also active when you face rejection. Our brains can react in the same way to a cut as a thank you for applying email. Through inspirational posters on my second grade classroom wall and other hallmarks of the dominant American culture I experienced, I've been taught about the importance of not caring about rejection, whether it be blithe remarks about marching to the beat of your own drum or emphasizing individuality. We see this manifest tenfold, whether by the fascinating increase of people self-identifying as sigma males online, or with fables that moralize not chasing acceptance. And while it is noble to be self-sufficient, to not be beholden to the need for acceptance, It is disingenuous to claim that rejection is preferable. Because in that moment of rejection or the following flashbacks when you're washing the dishes or riding the red line or applying for something else, it feels like a phantom hit. Because in that moment, it doesn't feel like a potential catalyst. It feels like proof. Proof you're not good enough. So many students experience the kind of doubt that creates supporting evidence out of a rejection. 
From causes ranging from socioeconomic barriers that made higher education feel unattainable or mental health struggles that corrupt healthy thought patterns, rejection can take on a wealth of meanings. And stories like repurposing your rejection, your adversity to create something better can be so helpful, but they only really materialize in the long term. What I want to understand is how can we deal with rejection in the present? What's going to be our first aid toolkit for rejection? And so in this episode, I will be sharing three things that I use, my band-aids, ointment, and ORS, if you'd like to say, about how I handle rejection. But this is definitely not the end of the line. In fact, it's only the beginning. And so if you're hearing this and you have anything that you would like to share about dealing with rejection, please feel free to send in a message to us. My first line of defense after experiencing a rejection is to let myself feel it. Now, I know this sounds ridiculous, partly because that's the exact opposite of what you want to do after getting rejected, because it hurts. Rejection hurts, and we want to get rid of that emotion as soon as possible, and that's very valid. But I found that if I keep ignoring it, if I keep drowning it out with positive quotes or cookies, then it keeps popping back up. Now, this works in a really specific way, and to show you why, I wanted to do an exercise, so please bear with me. I want you, for the next minute, to not think about a white elephant. Yes, that's right. Do not think about a white elephant for the next minute. Super easy. You just have to not think about a white elephant. Now, what this exercise showed me is that if I tell my brain to not think about something, like a white elephant, which I rarely do think about, Suddenly, that's the only thing on my mind. Because I made myself so aware of it in order to avoid it. Our feelings with rejection work the same way. If we keep tamping that pain down, it's just going to keep popping back up because we are actively avoiding it. And so that's why the first thing I do is just sit with that bad feeling. Sit with the drop in your stomach, or the stinging in your eyes, or the lump in your throat. Just sit with that feeling. And it's way harder than it sounds. But after that, then, you can do your cookies, you can do watching Golden Girls, you can get a hug. Just remember to not make your rejection a white elephant that you keep trying to not think of because that's just going to make it trample you all that much more. The next thing I try to do when faced with rejection is to put the pen down. By this, I mean I try to stop writing stories in my head about what this rejection means for me. Because, you see, we are the ones that ascribe meaning to the things that happen to us. Say you see a penny on the street. If you collect pennies, that's a great thing for you. But if in your culture pennies are a symbol of misfortune and bad luck, well, you might get hit by a bus. Now, 
that is a really trivial example, but it extends to a lot of the things that we experience in our lives. I know for me, I had to test my assumptions after many of my rejections because I thought that this internship or this program would be the best thing for me. However, even if something has so many positives that there's just no way you can imagine it being a bad thing, you have to still remember that you're the one ascribing meaning to those things. Because you don't know whether or not going down another path could have been better for you. In the moment, this is really hard to do. In the moment, this feels foolish, this feels disingenuous, this feels ridiculous. But you have to remember that, ultimately, you are the one that controls whether or not this was a good thing or a bad thing. It sucks, but it's true. The third thing that I try to do when I experience a rejection is to get creative. Because what rejection does is it makes you focus on what you now feel you cannot do. But there is still so much that you can do. And you need to get started in this process early because you don't want to keep lamenting your rejection. And it has often led me to experience things in a richer, more fuller way than if I had probably gotten that experience. I'm recording this episode after getting two rejections, one from a really prestigious scholarship and the other from a prestigious internship. But my journey with rejection is definitely not over. In fact, there's going to be a big event related to rejection and how I feel about it at the end of April and beginning of May, because that's when I'm going to get most of my college decisions. So I'm going to follow back up with what rejection means to me and how these policies actually fit into how I deal with it. But I also want to hear from you. If you're a listener, how are you dealing with rejection? What are your tools and tips and tricks for facing it? And what do you want students to remember right after they open that thank you for applying email and feel their heart drop? Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. My name is Inda Khan. I'm the podcast editor at the MC Advocate. And as always, have a great day.